Hey, what's up everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. So one of the reasons why I like running this podcast is because of the amazing conversations that I have with my listeners. And one of the conversations that I had was how long should an enterprise architecture project be? And I thought I would cover it as a part of this podcast. There's another conversation that I had about the evolution of processes within the organization. What that means is many times we have certain processes predefined, but then people within the organization start seeing that as a, a hindrance uh, because the processes are old and then they start taking shortcuts and coming up with more efficient ways of doing things. And that makes things very interesting, which ultimately brings me to the discussion of shadow IT and such. And, and, and we'll talk about that. So let's start the conversation and see where this goes. It's not a very planned episode today, but I just wanted to keep it ad hoc today. So before I start talking about the length of the project, I wanted to tell you a story. Um, some of you might have heard this story. It's not a new story. It's the story of the four blind men and an elephant. So there are these four blind men who come together and start talking about an elephant and start describing what they think is an elephant. So one man says that an elephant is like a rope. Uh, it's long and slender, and that's because he's touched the tail of the elephant. The second blind man comes and says, no, 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 it's nothing like a rope. I have experienced the elephant. The elephant is like a tree because he's touched the leg of the elephant and it very much feels like the trunk of a tree. It's round and it's big and it's strong and it's, uh, it's definitely like a tree. So the third man says, no, 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 the elephant is nothing like a tree. It's like a fan because he's touched the ears of the elephant. And the fourth one says, no, it's not like a fan. It's like a spear because he's touched the tusk uh, of the elephant. The enterprise is like the elephant. The organization is like an elephant. Every person who experiences the organization from their own perspective has a view about their own perspective. Now, nobody really knows the organization inside out. And it's not possible to know, especially if the organization is complex and large and and enterprise class, right? I'm not going to talk about startups and very small companies because those companies do not require enterprise architecture, but large and complex organizations are usually very difficult to understand inside out. Nobody really has a 100% view of the organization. And you might think that you know the organization because you know the organization structure, you know who are the leaders. Uh, But that's not all that the organization does. There are goals and objectives and processes and and then there are technologies and applications and data. And there is so many different aspects of the organization that uh, that it's impossible for a human brain to basically know all the details of an organization at any point in time. But then again, do you really need to know the entire organization inside out? Every person within the organization, every stakeholder, every leader, every single employee, every customer, every person who is associated to the organization only needs to know an aspect of the organization. They only need to know enough to be able to do their job well, to be able to achieve the organizational objectives, to be able to contribute 
to the organization in the best possible manner. So really, if you think about it, the, the enterprise architect's job is to collect information about the organization in the architecture repository and create perspectives, create views of the organization specific to the appropriate stakeholder. So if the stakeholder uh, needs a certain amount of information to take a strategic or a tactical decision uh, or to run a project or to do their job on a daily basis, they should have that information available to them. And that's really the job of the enterprise architecture practice. Now, coming back to the original question of how long an enterprise architecture project should be, um, every organization has layers and these layers are at different levels. Uh, think of the organization as this cube, right? Uh, the highest layer or the uh, topmost layer of the cube is the strategic architecture. The CIOs and the CEOs of the organization are interested in this layer. It's not a very detailed layer. What that means is they don't know what's happening at the project level or they don't know how many databases or applications they have, but they do know the you know, the financial numbers, the commercial numbers, the sales data, the organizational strategy overall, the direction that they are going to take, the products, the uh, which products are doing good, bad, etc. And, and that's sufficient for them. That's enough information that they need uh, to be able to function properly, to be able to take strategic decisions and what have you. The second layer that falls within it is called the segment architecture. There are, uh, you know, uh, smaller sections of the organization or segments of the organization or business functions within the organization. And the business function heads are more concerned about these smaller functions. They are more intimately aware uh, of what's happening in their portfolio, you know, how their portfolio is associated to the overall strategic architecture, etc., etc. And then finally, you have the lowest level called the capability architectures. And this is how it's been defined within TOGA. Now, Zachman has a different definition of layers within the organization. They ha It has uh, verticals and horizontals, and there are more layers than just three. In TOGAF, there are three. In TOGAF 10, there are, technically, there are four layers of abstraction. There is also the solution architecture layer, which doesn't fall within the cube. It could potentially fall within the cube if you wanted to make it so, but that's not important. What I'm trying to say is that every person has a different perspective about the enterprise, and they don't really need to know the entire enterprise to be able to do their job well. Now, coming back to the original question of how long should a project be if you are at the strategic layer, right? Your projects are going to be really long. Uh, they're going to be about five to four to seven years. There's a high possibility that the, the project might evolve over a period of time. You know, the original objectives might change and so on and so forth. But the idea is to keep a long-term view at the organization and work on it. So that's how long an enterprise architecture project at the strategic architecture layer would be. And then if you look at the segment architecture, you know, these are projects which are run within the business functions, uh, within the segments of the enterprise. So they're not that long. Uh, they could last anywhere between one year to four years because they have a shorter, smaller span. But they're more detailed. They have more information about what is happening within their portfolio, how many projects there are within the portfolio and so on, which ultimately brings us to the projects, which is the capability architecture uh, layer. Every segment within it will have multiple projects running. Each project will have all the details that they need to design the project, to design uh, the transformation that they are going through. And then, of course, there's solution architecture, which is separate uh, from this, and they have the implementation the details, the physical aspects of the project. Now, if you are at the capability architecture la layer, then your projects will be shorter. They'll be somewhere between three to six months to nine months to a year, depending upon how complex the project is. Now, 
we should not just look at these projects as projects we should look at look at them as iterations because in this agile and ever changing world uh, we run all our projects in the form of iterations and there's a possibility that the requirements might change after that iteration which brings us to the question of how long an iteration should be now if you've done agile in your career ever before this question must have come to you as well how long should be an iteration now everybody who's done agile knows that and the size of an iteration usually is between 2 weeks to 6 weeks but should it be 2 weeks or should it be 6 weeks or should it be somewhere in the middle you know you need to decide the size of the iteration so what are the criteria that you take into account when you're deciding the size of the iteration so every iteration whether it's agile or whether it's enterprise architecture or whether it's you know incremental development or whatever it might be every iteration comes with a certain cost and i'm not talking about you know budgetary cost i'm talking about the cost of the iteration itself uh, there are some ceremonies that you need to perform to execute the iteration properly ceremonies such as you know there'll be an iteration plan wherein you decide what other things that you're going to be doing as a part of that iteration and then there is the daily scrums or the regular meetings that you need to attend where you discuss the progress and update the status and all of those things and then there is the iteration review where you review what you've done uh, as a part of this iteration what was originally supposed to be delivered as a part of this iteration and what you actually have delivered and what is your technical debt that's going to uh, go back into the, the the product backlog or what have you and whether your estimate of the team velocity was appropriate or not do you need to adjust that so that the estimates are more appropriate in the future iteration and so on and so forth and then there is the retrospective uh, where you take a look at your processes and see uh, if you can improve those processes or not now every enterprise architecture framework borrows uh, heavily from agile methods and togaf does as well especially togaf 10 now uh, focuses a lot there's a series guide on enterprise agility and so on and so forth so if the iteration is too small then the ceremonies become a cost too heavy because you've not delivered sufficiently when you've spent so much on the ceremonies because the ceremonies directly do not deliver to the project they are necessary to run the iteration properly and and they are a cost but they don't directly deliver to the project so if your iteration is too small then the ceremonies are too costly but if your iteration is too long then the ceremonies become more efficient cost effective but you have to go a long period of time without reviewing what you're doing which basically means that there's a chance that the requirements might change and you might have to do some rework uh, in the work that you've already delivered so the iteration needs to be small enough to keep it flexible but long enough to keep the ceremonies of the iteration cost effective now it's an art and a science whether it's agile or whether it's enterprise architecture there's a certain amount of uh, personal judgment that the architect needs to take around how long the iteration should be but these are some criteria that you should keep in mind when you are designing the size of your iterations when you're designing the size of your projects right uh, projects iterations i look at them not very differently the only definition of a project is there's a start date there's an end date there's a budget associated to it and there's a person responsible for the deliverables of the project so it's a little more structured than an iteration but if you really think about it every project really is an iteration uh so that was about the size of the iteration now a little bit about the evolution of processes every organization has different processes within it whether it's a recruitment process or whether it's a you know complex process such as um, 
submitting data to the regulatory authorities in a pharmaceutical company or uh, or the process of an audit within a financial services company or a bank and so on and so forth and um, and what happens is with the passage of time there is process rot uh, and this is not really a term official term this is something that i just say there's something called a process rot what that means is over a period of time the process becomes stale just like code rot code rot is an official term right you write code you leave it as it is and after a while you'll see that the code doesn't work anymore because the environment around it changes the technology around it changes other code which is associated to that piece of code changes so you need to change that code as well you need to keep it fresh similarly the process is also over a period of time rot uh, they become obsolete they become stale they become an obstacle in the efficiency of the business and over a period of time it's very important that these processes need to be updated and it's not just processes it's everything it's code it's processes it's standards and one of the ways that enterprise architecture can make sure that the processes evolve to keep the business efficient is through governance and i talk about this a lot governance is perceived as a process to ensure that standards are being followed but that's only one side of it if you only focus on this one side of ensuring that the standards are being followed what you create is what you call ivory towers all right now let me briefly talk about ivory towers ivory towers are really tall towers made of ivory and ivory is something very expensive and you have your enterprise architects sitting on top of the ivory towers and they're throwing standards at the people below and there are people here who are on the ground doing their work and they uh they understand that these standards and best practices that the uh, enterprise architects are throwing at them from above the ivory towers don't really make sense and so they take exceptions or they cheat right and the problem uh with this is that the architects up here are so high on their ivory tower that they don't understand that the processes processes and standards and best practices that they are throwing at the people below have now become obsolete right so what governance does in effect is it lets the architects talk to the people they try to understand when exceptions are being taken let's say that there is a certain standard of a certain technology that needs to be used when a certain thing is done when a certain kind of work is done now if they notice that there are a lot of people who are taking exception to that particular standard if they want to not use i don't know um not use red hat enterprise linux and want to use ubuntu linux instead then the enterprise architect's job is to try to understand why these many exceptions are coming why people do not want to use it is it really a relevant standard anymore right or is there a better standard you know update the standards update the processes make sure that there is a much more efficient way of running the business you know uh, it's not just to ensure that the standards are being met it is also to understand that the standards continue to be relevant so i've covered these two topics and it was very ad hoc and uh, you might find it a little bit going here and there but let me know what you think and uh, uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast if you enjoy it let me know and if you don't enjoy it well let me know and let me know what other topics i can cover as part of this podcast and keep the conversations going that's all i have for you today folks i hope you enjoy the show more about organizational agility innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show but before i end the show i want you to help me out with this one little thing pause the show and share this podcast via whatsapp 
or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.